Hare Krishna everyone, we are continuing to read the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, a book written by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And we are Shravanam Diaries Podcast, I am your host Sulalita Devidasi and first of all my apologies, yesterday the episode was not published, um, but yet it actually marked 365th episode, Hare Krishna. Yes, so sometimes we do some things mechanically for a long time and this is a reminder for me to be more conscious in my seva. Hare Krishna. So let's continue with the prologue, the life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yesterday we stopped at the point where Lord Chaitanya, he took sannyasa. By cutting off his connection with his particular family, caste and creed and With this resolution, he embraced the position of a sannyasi at Katva, under the guidance of Keshava Bharati of that town in the 24th year of his age. His mother and wife wept bitterly for his separation, but our hero, though soft in heart, was strong in his principles. He left, he left his little world in his house for the unlimited spiritual world of Krishna with man in general. After Mahaprabhu took sannyasa, he was induced to visit the house of Advaita Prabhu in Shantipur. Advaita managed to invite all of Mahaprabhu's friends and admirers from Nadia and brought Shachi Devi to see her son. Both pleasure and pain invaded her heart when she saw her son in the attire of a sannyasi. As a sannyasi, Krishna Chaitanya put on nothing but a kaupina and a bahurvas outer covering. His head without hair and his hands bore a danda, stick, and kamandalu, hermit's water pot. The holy son fell at the feet of his beloved mother and said, Mother, this body is yours and I must obey your orders. Permit me to go to Vrindavan for my spiritual attainments. The mother, in consultation with Advaita and others, asked her son to reside in Puri, the town of Jagannath, so that she might obtain news of him now and then. Mahaprabhu agreed to that proposal and in a few days left Shantipur for Arisa. His biographers have described the journey, journey of Krishna Chaitanya, that was the name he got after his sannyasa, from Shantipur to Puri in great detail. He traveled along the side of the Bhagirati as far as Chatrabhoga, situated now in Thana Madhurapura, Diamond Harbor, 24 Parganas. There, he took a boat 
and went as far as Prayaga Ghat in the Midnapura district. Thence he walked through Balasore and Kuttak to Puri, seeing the temple of Bhuvaneshwara on his way. Upon his arrival at Puri, he saw Jagannath in the temple and resided with Sarvabhauma at the request of the latter. Sarvabhauma was a gigantic pandita of the day. His readings knew no bounds. He was the best Nyayika of the times and was known as the most erudite scholar in the Vedanta philosophy of the school of Shankaracharya. He was born in Nadia Vidyanagar and taught innumerable pupils in the Nyaya philosophy in his Tola there. He had left for Puri some time before the birth of Nimai Pandita. His brother-in-law, Gopinath Mishra, introduced our new sannyasi to Sarvabhauma, who was astonished at his personal beauty and feared that it would be difficult for the young man to maintain sannyasa dharma during the long run of his life. Gopinath, who had known Mahaprabhu from Nadia, had great reverence for him and declared that the sannyasi was not a common human being. On this point, Gopinath and Sarvabhauma had a hot discussion. Sarvabhauma then requested Mahaprabhu to hear his recitation of the Vedanta Sutras, to which the latter tacitly submitted. Chaitanya heard with silence what the great Sarvabhauma uttered with gravity for seven days, at the end of which the latter said, Krishna Chaitanya, I think you do not understand the Vedanta, as you do not say anything after hearing my recitation and explanations. The reply of Chaitanya was that he understood the sutras very well, but could not make out what Shankaracharya meant by his commentaries. Astonished at this, Sarvabhauma said, How is it that you understand the meanings of the sutras, but do not understand the commentaries which explain the sutras? All well, if you understand the sutras, please let me have your interpretations. Mahaprabhu thereupon explained all the sutras in his own way, without touching the pantheistic commentary of Shankara. The keen understanding of Sarvabhauma saw the truth, beauty and harmony of the arguments in the explanations given by Chaitanya. And 
obliged him to utter that it was the first time he had found one who could explain the Brahma Sutras in such a simple manner. He also admitted that the commentaries of Shankara never gave such natural explanations of the Vedanta Sutras as those he had obtained from Mahaprabhu. Sarvabhauma then submitted himself as an advocate and follower. In a few days, he turned out to be one of the best Vaishnavas of the time. When reports of this came out, the whole of Arisa sang the praise of Krishna Chaitanya, and hundreds and hundreds came to him and became his followers. In the meantime, Mahaprabhu thought of visiting southern India, and he started with one Krishna Dasa Brahmana for the journey. His biographers have given us details of the journey. He first went to Kurmakshetra, where he did a miracle by curing a leper named Vasudeva. He met Ramanandaraya, the governor of Vidyanagara, on the banks of the Godavari and had a philosophical conversation with him on the subject of Prema Bhakti. He worked another miracle by touching, making them immediately disappear, the seven Tala trees from behind which Ramachandra, the son of Dasharatha, had shot his arrow and killed the great Vali Maharaj. Mahaprabhu preached Vaishnavism and Nama Sankirtan throughout his journey. At Rangakshetra, he stayed for four months in the house of one Venkata Bhatta in order to spend the rainy season. There, he converted Venkata's whole family from Ramanuja Vaishnavism to Krishna Bhakti, including the son of Venkata, a boy of ten years named Gopal, who afterwards came to Vrindavan and became one of the six Goswamis, prophets serving under their leader, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Trained up in Sanskrit by his father Prabhodananda Saraswati, Gopala wrote several books on Vaishnavism. Chaitanya visited numerous places in southern India, as far as Cape Comorin, and returned to Puri in two years, by Pandarapura on the Bhima. In this latter place, he spiritualized one Tukaram, who became from that time a religious preacher himself. This fact had been admitted in his Abhangas, which have been collected in a volume by Mr. 
Satyendranath Tagore of the Bombay Civil Service. Jai Tukaram. During his journey, he had discussions with the Buddhists, the Jains, and the Mayavadis in several places and converted his opponents to Vaishnavism. Upon his return to Puri, Raja Prataparudra Deva and several Pandita Brahmanas joined the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was now 27 years of age. In his 28th year, he went to Bengal, as far as Gauda in Malda. There, he picked up two great personalities named Rupa and Sanatana. Though descended from the lines of the Karnatic Brahmanas, these two brothers had turned demi-Mohammedans by their continual contact with Hussein Shah, the great emperor of Gauda. Their names had been changed by the emperor into Dabira Khas and Sakar Malik, and their master loved them heartily as they were both learned in Persian, Arabic and Sanskrit and were loyal servants of the state. The two gentlemen had found no way to come back as regular Hindus and had written to Mahaprabhu while he was at Puri for spiritual help. Spiritual help. Mahaprabhu had written in reply that he would come to them and extricate them out of their spiritual difficulties. Now that he had come to Gauda, both the brothers appeared before him with their long-standing prayer. Mahaprabhu ordered them to go to Vrindavan and meet him there. Jai. We're going to stop here for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. The link to this book is in the description and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.